the city of 100 Hellos, Brooks, Alberta, Canada. This is the Global Village Podcast with Ahmed Kassim. Hello everyone, welcome to the Global Village Podcast. My name is Hanan. Before we start, I would like to acknowledge the Black History Month. And I would also like to read a little message from the province of Alberta that says, Throughout February, we recognize Black History Month. We remember and acknowledge the trailblazers who built their lives here and celebrate the vibrancy, richness, and many achievements of the Black community in this province. And today, our guest is Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Could you please introduce yourself? Hi, Hanan. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes. So I am a police officer here in Brooks, Mm -hmm. and I'm originally, uh, well, originally, originally from Zambia. (laughs) That's where uh, I was born. And then I grew up in Ontario Mm -hmm. and then joined the RCMP in 2013. And I've been posted to BC and now in Alberta. Oh, that's great. So could you tell us about your career and what you do in the community? Absolutely. So I am the school resource officer here in Brooks, and I work in the Grasslands School Division, um, primarily at the high school in the Brooks Junior High. And a big part of my job is to make sure, um, one, to build relationship with youth Mm -hmm. and help youth feel comfortable with police. And then two, also hold them accountable, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Under the Youth Criminal Justice Act, help them to understand the laws and expectations of them. That's great. So what path did you take to become an RCMP? As we have a lot of youth in the January Youth Program that have shown interest in becoming RCMP. Yeah, so that's a great question. So I went to school. um, I did my undergrad, my Bachelor of Science Mm -hmm. in Criminal Justice um, with a minor in Strategic Intelligence. It's a fancy way to talk about the history (laughs) of the CIA. And uh, I did my school in the U.S. And then I came back and did a postgraduate program at Durham College Mm -hmm. in Oshawa. And that was called Advanced Law Enforcement and Investigations. So in between that, I went to India for a year and I worked with a human rights organization Mm -hmm. and we rescued people from bonded slavery modern day slavery. And it was during that, at that point, I thought I was going to go to law school. That was Mm -hmm. kind of the path I was headed on. Um, But I worked with an investigations team and I really enjoyed working with people. Mm -hmm. And I realized I'm not as detail oriented as I thought. (laughs) And uh, law school was going to be a lot of Mm -hmm. detail oriented type work, Um, which is great. Still have thought about it. But I essentially at that point made a shift into policing. Okay, that's great. So as a school resource officer, it's good that you guys build trust with students because if I saw a police officer when I was first coming to Canada, I would literally hide myself Mm -hmm. because I'm not used to seeing police officers being friendly and being... Mm. If a police officer would stop me, the first thing I would do is find money to give them because of how the system back at home is. Mm -hmm. So uh, do you guys have like informative, educative presentations you can, you know... Absolutely. I totally know where you're coming from. Yeah. So part of my job is going into the classrooms and talking to kids. Yeah. um, And just explaining about policing in Canada. Okay. So I've worked with our ELL teachers um, at the high school and done that a few times every semester. And then even today, I was in an elementary school in town dealing with an issue. And I had some of our uh, new immigrant kids that were mm-hmm. there and they were practicing their English. And yeah. the teacher just said, Coastal Peters, do you mind if these kids come and practice it? I said, no problem. So one by one, they mm-hmm. came and said, hello, how are you? Yeah. And we went back and forth, just your basic uh, beginning conversation. Mm-hmm. And at first, several of them, when they saw me, they hid. They hid behind <laughs> <Right>. the others. <laughs> uh, then I smiled and we laughed and eventually they were more comfortable. And absolutely, coming from Africa, mm-hmm. um, anywhere else in the world where maybe police are not safe people, we have a huge bridge to build here mm-hmm. because we don't want you to be afraid of right. us. And police in Canada are there to help 
everyone. Um, They are safe. We will never take money from you. (laughs) The only time we ask for money is if you were arrested and you're being released on bail. So the only time you're going to play police is if you come to a police station Mm -hmm. in Alberta, anyways, Mm -hmm. and you have to give the exact bail amount at the counter. They'll give you a receipt. Okay. Okay. Never give a police officer $20 when you're giving them (laughs) your registration, your insurance. I've had some people do that and I understood why. Mm -hmm. And I just explained to them, this is not how we operate in Canada. Yeah. That's nice. What's one thing you love most about your career? You know, right now I'm loving just the season that I'm in and working in schools because Mm -hmm. so much of policing is reactive, right? It's when people call for help, 911, and we're just dealing with whatever the issues are. Now I'm on the other side of helping be proactive and Mm -hmm. making relationships with kids so that they will call police when they're in trouble. Mm -hmm. But also so that when they see me in the hallway, they're like, hey, Gospel Peters, I got a question. (laughs) What about this? Or like, I'm going to get my driver's license. Can I do this? No, class seven cannot drive with another class seven, right? Mm -hmm. Like just explaining to them, the laws. Mm -hmm. That's the fun part right now is just interacting with the public in a really positive way. Mm -hmm. And especially when the last couple of years, as there's been the George Floyd in the U.S., like so much negativity on policing in general in the news. And George Floyd was a horrible incident that happened, right? But that sparked a lot of outcry against police. And it is a hard day and age to be a police officer in our country even, right? Um, But there is a lot of us that are really great. I would say very. Yeah. um, (laughs) honest and good people and we're there to protect and serve and Mm -hmm. we take our oath very seriously and so when those bad incidents happen we cringe and it it hurts us to the core Um, but it also can at times make you a bit afraid to go to work right because now we know people are scared and when people are scared they do things that they wouldn't normally do yeah right so part of my role in the schools has been really cool about talking to youth about um, I had some grade 12s a couple of years ago who we were talking specifically about George Floyd. And they came to me and they said, Peters, we're going to do this project. They were doing a billboard at school. We want to do it about police brutality. And I said, oh, let's talk about that. <laughs> and so we went back and forth about what they had seen on the news. right? Mm-hmm. And so much of it was about George Floyd yeah. and about some of the other police shootings down the States. And so then I just asked them, like, what does it look like in Canada for you? Mm-hmm. Have you been stopped by police? One of them said, yeah, because I did X, Y, and Z. Okay. okay. Well, do you think that was fair? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did the officer treat you? Oh, fine. He was very polite. But why did he give me so many tickets? <laughs> you know, like, well, just depends what you're doing, yeah. right? Gotta be driving by the laws. So we had a really good conversation. They ended up changing their billboard yeah. or into like policing in Canada versus policing in the States and some of the differences. Because yeah. some of the stuff they didn't realize that were different. And not that I want to ever shy away people from talking about police brutality. Sure, that's something we should talk about. And yeah. I'm happy to discuss that. Mm-hmm. What I really care about is our community here in Brooks. Yeah. What does it look like? If you have a bad interaction with a police officer, at any point you can come and make a public complaint. Mm -hmm. That is your right. Now, that's probably not the way where you came from, right? You would never go to the police station. Never. (laughs) But here, we actually are like, we're held accountable very, very highly for the way we carry ourselves on the job. So if you ever feel like you've been treated unfairly, unjustly, Mm -hmm. you can come down and make a complaint anytime. And that will be fully investigated by other police officers. And there will be outcomes that come from that. And some changes and maybe discipline, right? Yeah. So it's just educating. I like the education factor. I really like interacting with youth when they're growing because their brains Mm -hmm. are still forming. They aren't set in their ways. And they are willing to have conversation for the most part, right? Yeah. Especially going to elementary schools. Every now and then I need that pick-me-up. Yeah. When I go to the elementary school, they think you're great. I'm like, oh, little five- and six-year-olds are so cute, right? Like, yeah. Nice. They're yeah. so excited. Yeah. And then you go to the high school. And you, mm-hmm. I mean, 
it'll be cool there too because now I've been in this job for five years here in yeah. Brooks and getting to know a lot of our kids mm -hmm. and so a lot of them are like hey Peters and they'll tell me about their day or like yeah. are you coming to watch your basketball game <laughs> oh okay when do you play right yeah. and that's cool because yeah. I like it that they feel that they can come and talk to me yeah. and they feel comfortable yeah that's great to find the middle point you know yeah. between the kids that complain falsely about their parents and their parents want to discipline their kids because they don't want them to get spoiled mm -hmm. at the same time they're scared to get in trouble mm -hmm. so what advice would you give them i know we could talk all day and you know yeah give a presentation to the community but what some piece of advice you can tell the parents or the kid sure. yeah so parents especially like let's let's just talk about discipline for a second okay okay so um depending on where you come from discipline is handled differently mm -hmm. here in canada you cannot hit your children with anything but the open palm of your hand on the butt, okay. the buttocks. That's it. It's the only place like a spanking with <laughs> your hand yeah. as long as it doesn't leave a mark or a mm -hmm. bruise, right? So hitting someone in the head, even with your hand, that's not okay. okay. It's technically considered an assault. Grabbing a weapon. I know some of our cultures, hands are for loving. So we use things like we grab a hanger or we grab a stick. And the belt. Or, or the belt <laughs> or the phone cord, right? Yeah. So in Canada, you can't do that. It's technically assault with a weapon. Okay. And if you hit your child with that, you could be charged. I understand the kids aren't perfect and they're, yeah. they need to be disciplined, right? So what are some good, healthy ways to discipline your children? You need to set up rules. And I know too that we're in a day and age where cell phones are a big thing. Cell phones, tablets, game systems. Lots of moms and dads want to provide for their kids and give them good things. Yeah. But those also should have rules. And so if your child's not listening, take their phone away. They aren't going to do their homework, then there's no TV time. Mm -hmm. If they're not going to, um, whatever you've asked them, however it looks in your home, like set up some expectations for your child yeah. and tell them and talk about that every day. Kids thrive when there's rules and boundaries. They're going to push to know what is allowed yeah. and they're going to try. <laughs> and it's exhausting as a parent, especially if you're working, but it's so important for their development to know what is okay and what's not. Because they first learn that at home. Once they learn it at home, then they also go to school and then they learn a new set of rules there. And we hope that they kind of line up, right? Right. It gets easier if you say, hey, no cell phone after eight o'clock at night mm -hmm. or whatever it is, right? As far as discipline goes, yeah, lots of kids have learned very quickly that they can call police when they, yeah. and anyone is welcome to call police, right? Mm -hmm. So you might be afraid to discipline your child because they say, well, I'll just call the police on you. Yeah. If your child calls us, we are going to have an investigation. Okay. So we will speak to them. Uh, a child forensic interviewer will need to do an interview and find out what has happened. Yeah. And then from there, there are steps that are taken. Yeah. Okay. So just because a police officer calls you, yes, it's stressful. We understand. Anyone who gets a call from a police officer gets stressed out, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just be patient because mm -hmm. it's a process we have to cover. Right? Yep. So we are going to interview you. We're going to interview your child. Now, if there are obvious signs of some sort of abuse, yeah. we may call you and arrest you. Or we may show up at your house. Yes, that can happen. Mm -hmm. Do not lash out and fight a police officer in Canada. It does not go well. Okay? My recommendation is anytime, even if you're driving a car and you're stopped, yeah. is you just keep your hands visible and you just say, okay, officer, what do you need? What are we going to ask for right away? Your driver's license, yeah. your insurance, your registration. Mm -hmm. Right? And we have different laws in Canada compared to the U.S. as with guns, mm -hmm. and not everybody has them. However, down south, people have them all the time. Yeah. And that is why police officers are having to shoot people, because mm -hmm. they are being shot at, or, yeah. right? There are guns coming out, there are weapons coming out a lot faster. Right. Our laws are very different. In Canada, you have to go through courses to actually own a gun, 
right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, just know, yes, we are on high alert anytime we pull a vehicle over. Yeah. It's considered to be one of the most dangerous times for a police officer. So the way that you can help us make that as smooth and transition as possible or a conversation is to be calm and collected. Don't be screaming at the police officer. Don't get out of your vehicle. Wait till they come to you. Wait till they ask you questions Mm -hmm. and answer them respectfully. Things go really well that way. And if you disagree with whatever they're going to say, if they're giving you a ticket, you can go to court and you can fight every ticket. Mm -hmm. It's just not appropriate to do that on the roadside, Right. right? There's other cars driving by. So just be careful of that. Um, I don't know how I got on the side tangent, but I got on a tangent. <laughs> but back to the discipline thing. Right. Just remember, you can't hit your child with anything. Mm-hmm. So you might be really angry with them, but you as the adult have to figure out how to channel your anger and then deal with your child. Okay. If it's a matter of your child is having a mental health episode where they might hurt themselves mm-hmm. and you need to restrain them in some way. Yeah. You do that. You call police. We will come and help you. Okay. Okay. But just be very careful about being physical. I know that in lots of countries it's okay, but it's not here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. And as a school resource officer, what are the challenges and opportunities that you may have come across in the community, especially while dealing with schools? Yeah. So I think that the discipline one is a really big one. Mm -hmm. Um, The other one that I'm seeing more on the older kids is that Kids are taking parents' vehicles to school. Class Mm -hmm. 7 drivers driving with nobody else um, in the vehicle. And some of them say, well, I have to drive my siblings to school. I do this or that. So every time they get in a vehicle, they are liable for whatever happens. It's against the law for a Class 7 driver in Canada to drive alone without Mm -hmm. a Class 5 beside them, right? So if they don't have a Class 5 and they crash that vehicle into another vehicle, into a person, into a building there is a lot of consequences that are going to come. So it might not happen tomorrow. It Mm -hmm. might not happen a month from now. But six months from now, if they're driving and they, God forbid, kill someone, Mm -hmm. they could go to jail. So please have those conversations with your kids and your family and be really careful as to who have access to the car keys and talk as a family about how are we getting people different places. Because it's not worth it. It's just not. So that's that's my biggest, uh, the other biggest one, mm-hmm. kids driving um, with class seven and sometimes with no license at all, right? Mm-hmm. Some some kids just think, <laughs> ah, I don't yeah. get caught. That's even worse because then you'll probably <laughs> never get your license. It gets really yeah. hard, right? Yeah. Um, and driving with no insurance. Make sure your vehicles have insurance. Okay. In Alberta, if you drive with no inf- insurance and you get pulled over, it's a $2,800 ticket. Wow. And if you can't pay that, we call it a pay or stay, mm-hmm. and you could go to jail for 30 days. Wow. Can you imagine? It's very expensive. It's just not worth it. So make sure your vehicle has insurance, make sure it's registered, and make sure you have a Class 5 driver. Well, that's great. Uh, what are the values of having a diverse community in terms of economic development? Oh, I think it's there's so many great things. Yeah. Um, people come from all over with so many uh, backgrounds, skills, um, ideas mm-hmm. and it allows our economy to thrive I think right. I think Brooks as a little a city I guess we're a city <laughs> aren't we yeah um, like we are doing things that are above what a town of 15,000 people should be doing I right. believe simply because of the diversity mm-hmm. because of the the knowledge um, the forward thinking uh, they're willing to work the collaboration that's happening yeah. the stuff that you guys do here at Global Village like I don't know that many communities have that same for thinking really mm-hmm. of how to bring 
diversity here, right. keep them here, and help them thrive here, right? All of our industries are booming, especially JBS, right? Yeah. Um, and it would be awesome to just see that continue to spill out into other organizations. Yeah, that's cool. What advice can you give today's youth regarding starting their career? Find what you're passionate about. Yeah, that's right. Find that's what, you, what you like doing. What are the classes in school you really enjoy? Go after that. Mm-hmm. And work hard. Right. Um, at the end of the day, there are going to be good days and bad days, but you should enjoy what you're doing more often than not. Yeah. And we live in a day and age where you can change your career, mm-hmm. right? Just yeah. because I'm a police officer now doesn't mean that like a couple of years from now, I couldn't be a teacher if I wanted, right? right? Yeah. Uh, it's no longer that old thinking of, well, this is my career for the rest of my life, yeah. right? You can switch if things yeah. aren't going well. However, like I love being a police officer because every day is different. There's mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity for me yeah. um, to do different things and go into different sections. Yeah. And it's the same in almost every field. Things are always changing. Uh, one of the cool things I've learned about is like just how many online careers there are right. with even um, just YouTube and like not the same in Canada as the U.S. because they have a different creative licensing. Right. Mm-hmm. But people are making crazy amounts of money from <laughs> right. playing video games from doing all the things they love mm-hmm. they've just figured it out right so if that's the biggest thing find what you're really passionate about work hard and be willing to stick it out like don't give up on whatever you want to do that's great what gives you motivation to keep going honestly a big part for me is my faith mm-hmm. and uh my faith in the, the way i was raised god has given each of us a purpose on this earth and right. to find what our purpose is and what he has for us and so for me i believe that my job is to protect and serve people mm-hmm. and to help Canadians be safer every day. Right. And right now specifically, like in schools, it's so fun yeah. working with kids. And also like people call police usually when things are going bad, mm-hmm. right? And so I meet people, at, a lot of them at their lowest points. Yeah. And I find it very impactful or satisfying to show up every day for them because mm-hmm. some of them have no one else. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, um, I hope everyone goes home safe mm-hmm. and sound. That's the goal. But yeah, I'd say my faith is a big factor. That's nice. So w- what is one piece of advice you would tell your younger self that might be able to help the youth today? I would say don't let fear hold you back. Mm-hmm. There were lots of times. Um, so when I graduated high school, yeah. I went to university and then I went to work in India, like I said. Yeah. And I remember like the day before I was getting on that plane to India. I'd never been to India I'm like, what am I going to do there? Like, mm-hmm. what if I don't like the food? What if um, I have no friends? How do I do this? I'm going to work in a country I've never been. Yeah. I have to find somewhere to live. I have to work in a culturally diverse office, and wow. I will be a minority. What does that look like? And uh, I was scared. What if it didn't go well? Right. But it was honestly one of the best experiences I've ever done. And mm-hmm. I've thought about it so often, like, it would have been so easy to stay home and not go, Mm -hmm. but getting on that plane and going, uh, that year really changed my life. And I would say, overcome your fears, push past them, work through them, because you're going to miss out on the blessing on the other side if you don't. Yeah, that's true. And to mention Indian food, biryani is my favorite. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. I love it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's amazing. That's great. So for the last question, what's your favorite song from your culture? Oh, girl. <laughs> There's a couple. Right. I love the song, uh, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger mm. by Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. I've gone through some hard stuff in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely days I just blared that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still breathing. Like, let's go. Right. Uh, I also love Waka Waka. Okay, a little Shakira. Yeah. Love it. But That's yeah, great. those are a couple of mine. 
Well, we'll play the song after the podcast. Okay. And I want to take this chance to thank you for joining us today. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. This has been the Global Village Podcast with Ahmed Kassim. For more information, go to globalvillagecenter.ca. for Africa.